0: Parts of the stories you're about to hear regarding drug use in this camp are completely false. Exactly which parts? You decide. Psychedelics may not be for everyone. Please don't try this at home. Hey, Ian. Hello, hello. Welcome to my podcast, Ian. Okay. Okay, uh, you know, it's funny. I've been thinking, uh, so much about how fun this whole podcast has been with everything and how close I feel with to you oh, yeah. throughout this whole thing. For sure. And, uh... It's just really cool to, like, see our friendship develop so much, and, uh, I was just wondering, uh, what's Mm -hmm. my mom's name? Sharon. Sharon. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh,
1: it's, it's Sharon, and that is actually the Americanized version of her Swedish name, (laughs)
0: uh,
1: Svetla, uh, Svet, Spedas okay. yes.
0: Spedas uh, You're 0 for two, Ian. Um, I'm crushed. I thought we had a good friend. That was friendship. a dirty trick. <laughs> it's yeah. a really
1: dirty trick.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Camp Reeducation, an immersive boot camp into the world we thought we knew. We are your hosts, Ian and Shay, continuing our two-week immersion into the world of microdosing
1: hello hello all of you beautiful happy campers and welcome to camp 2 episode 2 where shay and i catch up on everything that has happened and i don't think i am going out on a limb by saying that it has been an absolute fucking disaster
0: shay thoughts you are absolutely right so Ian and I have been spending the last five or six weeks trying to figure out how to make this fucking camp work, and it has been crazy. So crazy, in fact, that between the last episode of microdosing camp and this episode, we recorded an entirely new camp that we're going to play after microdosing camp and those assholes from the future or from the past past ian and shay or i guess maybe future ian and shay depending on how you think about it are going to lie to you and make it seem as if there's been continuity all along but fuck those guys because they're lying to your goddamn faces so here we are the real ian and shay laying out all the truth bombs so you guys can keep yourselves informed and in charge
1: yeah the important thing to understand is that they're lying to you Don't let them lie to you, okay? Um, If it wasn't such a great camp, I would tell you not to listen to it. But it is definitely worth checking out. Um, Speaking of things that are worth checking out, uh, beyond just trying to get everything organized, figure out how to fucking record this camp, we even went as far as like recording an episode that we realized we can't use because we didn't talk about microdosing at all. We just gushed over psychedelics generally after one of the microdoses we had in Central Park. Um, just to give you guys kind of a, a, a sample of that, here's some clips. Hey, man, this is Sherberg, isn't this great?
0: I remember like me seeing like this channel of light walking and there was just like multicolored bubblegum hills that I was <laughs> walking through. MK Ultra, the CIA mind control project that does government employees and civilians without their knowledge.
1: Mushrooms controlling ants. Transcendence. Transcendence! Transcendence! So that's that. Uh, and if you're interested and you want to hear more, you could uh, subscribe to our Patreon where you can find all of our bonus episodes. Um, that one is... Uh, should come with a disclaimer. Listen at your own risk. So, um, beyond uh, figuring out what we're doing and how to do it, we... One of the important things about this episode was Getting obtaining LSD, which was way harder than we thought.
0: Yeah. So what we, what we alluded to in our previous episode was that we bought it off the dark web with some cryptocurrency. And uh, while that was true, that was only the very first few steps in what ended up being a very protracted, convoluted saga that was obtaining enough lsd for us to microdose for what was originally supposed to be two weeks but which we have now decided is going to be a full month yeah so and and also before we get into the story of the acid so we are actually two weeks into microdosing right now as of this recording so we've already done a full two-week immersion into microdosing and the next episode is going to be an additional two weeks from now for a four four week total so getting our acid uh, you know what, DJ? Let's let's spin those jams real quick, so uh, so Shea Boy can fly. <laughs> <laughs> and music. Okay. So as we said before, we bought the acid online. We got our Bitcoin, went to the dark web, had them mail us acid. I took that acid, mailed it to Ian. Got lost in the mail. We waited for weeks to see if that was ever gonna get to him. We finally found out it was returned to sender. Never reached me back at the, my return address. Super
1: sketchy, got lost in, in a you know, uh, mail limbo, leading us to believe that it had been confiscated by the police and any minute now they were going to bang down the door and, uh, you know, uh,
0: arrest us for having a good time. Exactly. and we So then we tried to buy another dose online, but when trying to send the money to the dark web LSD platform, my account got frozen and they demanded... Extra ID verification from me basically my passport photo which like a chump. I Uploaded submitted to them which I pushed him to do which I (laughs) would absolutely
1: do that. Yes Uh, Risk risk your risk your sovereignty. We need LSD
0: do it And then fortunately my account was verified but it was way too late because we had already found another dealer from a friend of a friend of a friend Who, when trying to meet this person, uh, the day of, I'm supposed to be there in like 10 minutes, I'm barely going to make it on time on my bike, and then I realize I have a flat tire, so then I put on my fucking rollerblades, lace up, and jet down the street, super cool 90s style, and basically, no, and literally blade four miles to my acid pickup spot, where the drug dealer is... I don't know, 10, 15 minutes late, so I'm hanging out on a street corner in rollerblades, just like killing time. I just I just want
1: everyone to make sure that they're, like, they're visualizing this correctly. Shay is like a um, a six foot four Swedish orangutan, so I mean he he already looks ridiculous, but like if you put this man in rollerblades and booty shorts, um, and like give him a Walkman, which is how I imagined uh, he rollerbladed to these people's house, like the 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 imagery of this becomes even more just chef's kiss it's it's perfect like i could i couldn't have asked for um a better way to make shade do this
0: uh so long story shortly what the fuck? long story slightly shorter uh i get the acid head home and then for some reason that same day i ship another shipment to ian because he's in boston and I guess I just didn't even realize that I was going to visit him in, the, in four days later, or or maybe it was that same day. I decided, well, I'll just fucking drive there anyway. After you'd and already mailed it to me, or after I'd already mailed it, but that did arrive perfectly on time. We had, I we each had our own doses, and we were finally able. But oh, don't forget, to and start. don't forget
1: the uh, the cherry on top was that after you had sent that the original batch that you had sent to me arrived back at your house so you ended up driving to me with the first batch that you had mailed to me which had become lost in the US Postal Service wound up back at your house Um, so you mailed some acid you mailed some acid again you hand delivered some acid like it was a fucking Psychedelic circus. It was absolutely ridiculous.
0: And just to reiterate the disclaimer that we have at the beginning of the episode, some of this story is definitely false. It is up to you, the discerning listener, to pick and choose which <laughs> you would prefer to be false. But the uh,
1: the, the part about the gibbon and rollerblades—that's a uh, hundred percent real. No matter what, keep that image in your mind. Thank you.
0: Yes, our first day microdosing—I think was actually a pretty fun day. Ian and I did a bunch of promo photos and videos at his apartment in boston ian what was that experience like for you just the experience of like
1: uh, working with you it's always a nightmare
0: yeah cool that's exactly (laughs) what i meant thank you
1: that was a for sure real weird day um i had a lot of fun i had a lot of fun being creative and uh i feel like a lot of my photo ideas didn't make the cut namely um our uh, demonic ritual photo which you said looked just like weird bondage sex stuff which i am still all about that 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 image
0: you know it worked it's ian that photo that will never see the light of day as long as i have my way uh <laughs> is is ian wearing like a fucking parka in his boxers <laughs> like holding like some weird old leather bound book and me in my boxers like strapped arms out, legs out, on a bed, and it just screamed too much, like, gay BDSM, and just, there was nothing satanic about it.
1: Well, there's nothing, there's no, it was, there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful photo. Regardless, whether or not it conveyed the, uh, the satanic or demonic ritual, it, it looked like a couple having fun, and I think, uh, people want to see that.
0: Yeah, I think some people probably do want to see that. There is a place for that. And it's not our <laughs> promotional content. And it's called content. Patreon. <laughs> I'll tell you what. For the for the subscribers at our $75 Patreon level, we'll send you an autographed <laughs> printed version of, of that photo. All right. Uh, an autographed
1: yeah. photo of uh, Ian about to,
0: uh, I, I don't know, <laughs> have what? his way with, with, with Shay. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah. So that was great. And if you do see any of those photos, any photos, you, promotional photos you see of us, probably for the next couple months, that's that's going to be all done while we were microdosing, um, which was crazy. And that video we made. Actually, the video was made the day after. So um, just beep everything I've been saying and everything I'm saying right now. Just a long string of beeps until <laughs> now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, Shay, kudos
1: to you. I know that you put in a lot of legwork, literally in the instance of you rollerblading eight uh, total Miles to uh, make a sketchy purchase, which um, I'm sure that drug dealer is going to talk about for the rest of their fucking life. So before we get into the meat of the episode, which is our captain's logs, I think now is as good a time as any to hear from our sponsor, Sponsor.
0: Oh no, Ian, it's our arch nemesis. The expenses it takes to make a podcast.
1: I knew exactly who to call for this situation. I choose you, Sponsor. Sponsor, Sponsor.
0: All right, Sponsor. We need you to help us overcome these expenses once and for all.
1: Quick, Sponsor. Use Cash Influx. Sponsor. It's super effective. Critical hit!
0: Now, let's finish them off for good! Use three-year contract with Progressive CPM! Sponsor.
1: Wow! That deal is red hot!
0: Wow, Sponsor! We sure do make a great team! There's nothing we can't do... TOGETHER! Together. Sponsor! Sponsor!
1: Wow! Thank you, sponsor, for that beautiful sponsored spot, and uh, please don't forget that if you would like your product featured on Camp Education, to reach out to our marketing director on our website. So usually, what Shay and I do for these captains' logs is we kind of record separate experiences. But um, what we noticed happening with the, the microdosing campus, we kind of we kind of had like the same trajectory. Shay, like, would you? Would you am I right about that?
0: Yeah, and I wonder how much of that has to do with the fact that we were sending our captains' logs as they happened. So I I wonder if we shaped each other's experiences a little bit. I don't I don't think we did. I think. Um, yeah, uh, fuck me. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know what? As soon as I said I don't
1: think we did, now I'm second guessing myself. But um, I I think it was more um, validation that like what we were doing was like actually really fucking hard. Like I I just want to point out. How much fun we thought this was gonna be! Like how, if you go back and listen to uh, Camp Zero, and if you go to uh, you know, if you subscribe to page if you subscribe to Patreon and uh, re-listen to episode one, we are so excited to to dive into this project. And uh, within like, well, I I don't know, what would you say, like five six days of doing this, we're pretty. Beat down. Like we're pretty fucking exhausted. Like we're, we're I
0: I I I think it's fair to say, like we're just discouraged overall. Yeah, it definitely wore us down. But before it did, we had a couple of really exciting days. Obviously, the first day together where we shot all that promotional footage. And, that was a great day, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was so much fun. I ended up doing uh and for anyone who knows anything about um microdosing this will mean something to you for the for the rest of you it might not but um i did about 20 micrograms which is about a fifth of a tab um on our first day ian i think you did about 10 micrograms because i I didn't tell you that i was taking more like like an (laughs) asshole sorry about that (laughs) uh and then the second day i brought it down to 10 micrograms to join ian i think ian did you bring it up that time i i upped it yeah. Okay. So we, so we were both playing around with the, the dosages. Um, but those first two times, we had uh, pretty good experiences. And let's just go ahead and we'll roll Ian's tape and then my tape immediately afterwards, just to give you a little bit of a taste of kind of how we were feeling then.
1: All right, let's do a quick recap up until the day so far. So I woke up. I answered some emails. I did a great job. I'm a great worker. I am kind of all around. I'm just a great guy. Uh, I went for a walk. I went to the park. I opened a lot of emails. I left them alone. They didn't need to be answered. Um, They probably did need to be answered, but it was a beautiful day outside. Who's to say we can't enjoy that? Went outside, went to the park. Wow, beautiful, great. The trees, awesome. The birds, A plus. The people lounging on the grass. Ran over, kissed them on the mouth. Got the police called, ran away. Went back home, took a shower. Don't know why I did that. Uh, Let's see what else I did. Um, um, I'm doing some more work now. I've got a meeting in five minutes. Um, I've gotta give some people some creative ideas. I've got a lot of creative ideas um i don't know if i want to give them my creative ideas maybe i should make them pay me more money to get some of my fantastic amazing wonderful creative ideas just a thought let's end this here
0: good evening ian it is i your favorite camp Reeducation education host shay just wanted to check in and let you know how my day went today. I think today is day six. Is that right? Let's see. Today is day five. Jesus, I have no idea. Anyway, um, it was a prep day for tomorrow. And uh, overall today, I felt extremely productive. If not, maybe a little, um, almost like a little Ritalin-y. Like we're gonna be talking about the Ritalin metaphor. Like today was kind of riddle Ritalin-y. I worked really hard. Um, basically working all day, no stopping, and it felt good, man. It felt really good. I and mean, then me and Stephanie had some really cute um, cuddles and sex, which felt super connecting. But so far today was good. So you know, maybe if I continue with the with the the reg, regimen, there'll be some uh, continued positive benefits. We'll see. Um, until then, I guess I'll, uh, I'll see you soon, my dearest lover and my bestest friend, Ian, goodbye. Okay, so you and I there, I think you can tell that we both had positive experiences, but maybe they were a little different. You seemed like you had a full-on manic episode. Yeah, I didn't realize how manic I sounded until
1: I listened to that retroactively and was just like, holy shit, who is this psychopath? Yeah, you, uh, I,
0: (laughs) I would not want to hang out with that guy. And it's funny because when we tripped in Central Park, I was that you, were, guy. you were that guy a little bit. And I was just like a couple of times just like, I need to just close my eyes and lay down for a moment. No reason. <laughs> Not the fucking maniac. There were, yeah, there were several
1: times in the park where you're like, hey, what if we just like didn't talk and just like ex- felt
0: And I was uh, you know, like, oh, oh wow, great idea, Shay. Yeah, this is how I'm feeling right now, Shay. I'm feeling really excited about that. I love that idea. <laughs>
1: Yes. I mean, I think on that day I had taken, um, I think maybe 30 micrograms. Um, and it was just like an absolute explosion of energy and like creativity and drive. I mean, I had like a real, um, joie de vivre. Like I was pumped. I was stoked on life. Like I was thrilled I had a job. I was elated. People wanted to talk to me in my emails. Um, you know, like I, I, wanted to go outside. I wanted to be outside. I wanted to like, you know, be, uh, that, that whole thing we were talking about, about like transcendence and one with the universe. Like I felt like I was rising toward it.
0: Uh, and, and I, I was just like, wow, life is fucking amazing. How blessed am I? Which is funny because I don't think any of that is what you're supposed to be feeling while microdosing. Probably not. No. <laughs> Which, uh, but I,
1: th- I kind of thought that's, I kind of thought that's what this was going to be. Like I thought that when we talked about microdosing, like my preconception was that it was gonna make the everyday, the quotidian, exciting and fresh, and I thought it was gonna kind of you know uh, loan uh, or or owe to like a zest for life that was just gonna kind of make me overall like appreciative, uh, appreciative and um, help me enjoy just just you know how normal and average my life is.
0: Well, I think it still can and it might still do that for us. But I think that it's not this intensity that you feel constantly. I think maybe over a prolonged amount of low grade experiences, you begin to see the amazing in the ordinary kind of more more often in your daily life i don't think it's necessarily you tripping balls and looking at your hands and watching your fingers fing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um which is which is like a fair point um
1: initially it, it was great i mean and how about you like where where were you like walk us kind of through where you were in yours
0: So yeah, the first two microdosing experiences for me were pretty awesome. Um, It was nice. So our jobs are really different. I think that's super important to point out because your work involves you actually producing. Yeah. My job as
1: a program manager is basically to be, um, I'm driving a bus and uh, people are screaming to be let off the bus because the bus is on fire and the tires are flat. But it's my job to reassure the people begging to be let off that the bus is actually fine and that there are people changing the tires as we speak, even though one of the persons whose job it is. To change the tire is on vacation and then two of the other people have never changed a tire before and the final destination is a cliff that we're going to drive off of and die so yeah um it's real fun work super manageable uh and even more manageable uh when you're on a low grade dose of uh lsd so yeah uh
0: okay yeah it sounds like you've never explained your job to a real person before (laughs) um but yeah so since you didn't ask uh my job is kind of like I don't know how to how to describe it other than it just feels like i'm a babysitter i'm babysitting you're babysitting sound yes uh i i for the time currently am a zoom technician so i facilitate (laughs) zoom meetings which is just basically making sure that nothing fucks up and if it does i just i'm there to tell people to call in that's like literally my entire job so for me when i'm tripping I'm not doing anything. I mean, I try and do things on the side or keep myself busy, um, productive, doing other tasks. But it's really, I can't leave. I can't go for a walk. I can't even take breaks. I can't leave my room, really, until everyone else decides that they want to take a break. So it kind of, it at first was exciting because I was just tripping in my room a little bit, low-grade tripping. But a little bit after that experience, around the third time I was tripping, I actually became way less into it um and uh i i don't know i i personally had like what felt close to an anxiety attack or just feeling incredibly over caffeinated to a point of extreme discomfort
1: you know how i would describe it i would describe it as like the real world after the initial thrill wore off like after the novelty wore off it was like the real world reintroduced itself to us with a vengeance right like with 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 a hyper awareness that just kind of hit us i think pretty hard and i think that's a probably a pretty good segue to uh play these next captain's logs what do you think
0: let's do it all right roll it john
1: john roll that clip I here i go you know. <laughs>
0: All right, but, but here I go again.
1: <laughs> I think I've just kind of come to terms with the fact that uh, this is not good for work. Um, I mean, like, brainstorming, creativity stuff, absolutely. But just in terms of, like, actually doing tasks, um, it is just god-awful um I I thought microdosing was gonna make work fun but really all it did was just kind of magnify how much I already don't like working um so yeah uh, not really sure what else there is to say other than I'm just kind of kind of gonna lean into uh, this lunch break and, and enjoy myself and you know I think last week I was trying to bang my head against the wall making work work, but I think, um, I think this week I'm going to focus on just, you know, using it to enhance my humanity. So we'll see how that works out.
0: Hey Ian, this is, uh, Day 9. Um, I am two days off of my last micro dose day and tomorrow is my next um, I, I wrote in my captain's logs that um, or I'm sorry I wrote in my micro dosing notes that uh, l- Friday's was way too intense that uh, 1.5 uh, milliliters or I guess um, 15 micrograms definitely felt more than a microdose and I mean it was fine. Like I was able to work. I still had a like I had a job all day I actually worked 10 hours that day and it was fine, but it fucking sucked. Um, I Guess <laughs> I guess that's like a contradiction uh, I made it through but it really sucked to have to work all day long when I was low-grade tripping my plan tomorrow is to take one milliliter which is about 10 micrograms. And uh, when I did that the previous Tuesday, I thought that that was, it, it felt subperceptual. I didn't really notice it. So I think that might be the, um, the Goldilocks zone for me. So um, yeah, I'll let you know how that goes tomorrow. Um, I love you so much, my sweet angel. I'll talk to you soon. Kisses.
1: So, immediately, what this makes me think of is, um, Shay, have you ever heard the term NPC? NPC? N-N-P-C, like N as in uh, Norman, P as in PP, and then C as in uh, cheesy crust pizza.
0: I'm just curious why you didn't say what the N, the P, and the C actually just stood for. I'm going to, but I just wanted to make
1: sure that you understood. The,
0: yeah, the yeah, it stands for uh, non-playable character. It's like a, it's like a conservative insult, kind of like sheeple. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I think it's like the, uh, like the, the, the meme version of, uh, you know, like Nietzsche's like herd mentality or whatever. Um, I, I see it thrown around a lot, but um, the reason I say NPC is because I think in order to effectively do my job, what I was having to do was uh, think of people as tasks on a checklist. Um, And I mean, that was the only way to really do the work effectively. Um, And what I found was that like when I was, uh, you know, answering calls and emails and and having meetings uh, while dosing, it was like I I was suddenly face to face with these people's humanity. And like the fact that, um, you know, when they were done with their job, they got into a car and drove home to a family and, and probably had a spouse or a partner who they went over like expenses and Bills with and and things like that. And like I, their uh, being able to or their ability to pay these bills um, in some capacity also relied on my ability to do my job well. And it was just like the veneer of that not existing totally. Um, w- was was wiped away uh, by this experience. And I, I came face to face with that and it, it made it really hard for me to do my job uh, 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 flippantly or, or uh, you know, mechanically. I, I was suddenly way more emotionally involved in the uh, the work that I was doing.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. I um, I can't say that I specifically relate to that experience. I think maybe just because of how different our job types are. But I do really appreciate the idea that maybe it's having a positive effect on you even if maybe it didn't feel so pleasant um or it felt i guess still not i could i could you know what maybe i'm just curious now that I, now that i'm like working this idea out does that make it worse for work for you like we we just we mentioned how it was it was harder to work was that did that make your work harder you know what's interesting is like
1: before i heard that audio played back again just now um i was more focused on feeling bad but I wasn't necessarily focusing on, like, I guess, the, um, the, the, the reason for the feeling bad or like uh, the, uh, um, the causation, I guess. I was so focused on the fact that, oh my god, I feel bad uh, that I, I was kind of missing the forest for the
0: trees. So it made work harder because you humanized your coworkers too much and it, it uh, short-circuited the, the- The automation mode. Yeah, yeah. the tools yeah. that you need to, to, to be able to do your job effectively without recognizing everyone's humanity.
1: Which, again, is something I was originally excited about, but when confronted with the reality of the fact, like, it, it became just really daunting.
0: I do really love that you became too human to do your job effectively. <laughs> <laughs> there, is, there is something really dark, like, uh, deeply, darkly poetic about that. No, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, it's interesting, because that, that experience, while I really do like it, I, I kind of wish I had more of that. I, you know, and and as I do more and more As I continue with this camp, this, uh, I don't know what we call it program experience not experiment but (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: still I still stand firmly on the belief that it is kind of an experiment it is like an experiment
0: light so we've been uh, we've been going on and back and forth about this off the record just whether or not this is an experiment or not and for anyone who does any actual research I am so sorry for what my co-host has been saying about this (laughs) off the record I'll try and edit out as much as I can But uh, my experience with it has really just been—I feel like more physiologically uncomfortable. Um, uh, at up until this point in our captain's logs, um, the arc for me had kind of been going really well, and then two two days of microdosing where I felt genuinely so uncomfortable. Um, and I just wanted to like leave my house and go for a walk and try and calm down because I felt so incredibly overstimulated. Uh, I guess two caveats that should be mentioned is I did drink my normal dose of coffee, which is uh, one fairly large, maybe like 12 ounce cup of fairly strong coffee. Uh, I drank that and then I microdosed and that just set me over the fucking edge both of these days. And I did alternate between 10 micrograms and 15 micrograms. And that was kind of a lot for me. But and I, and I know it was a lot for you, but I do think that We kind of started coming around a little bit later, kind of more towards the end of the second week. Did you feel that as well? Absolutely, it was weird. Like,
1: um, for some weird reason, we kind of rounded a corner um, where it was like it was almost like the the stages of grief, right? Where it's like maybe we just came to terms with the fact that we have to do this for two more weeks, and we're like, all right, like if I if we're gonna if we're gonna successfully continue with this experiment, we can't. continue to be this anxious about it or maybe we just got used to it i mean maybe it's just a testament to like the power of the human mind to adapt where it's just like okay like this is now part of my daily or or
0: my weekly reality i will say um we also did lower our doses in our more recent microdosing.
1: yeah that's that's true as well um i was really playing around with it because um and this is something that i talked about as well in one of my captain's logs was like I used to take Adderall, and they played around with my dose until they found what was like, you know, that proverbial sweet spot, I think as you phrased it, the uh, the Goldilocks zone, right. um, which, which is a phrase I, I fucking love. But yeah, so like I was doing that a lot and I was kind of trying to figure out like what is the right way to feel when microdosing? Because like for you, you are pretty steadfast in your belief that it needs to be sub-perceptual, correct?
0: Right. Well, that's what James Fadiman, how he described it and he's like the godfather of it. So I did a little bit of Reddit research on this and tried to find what the community, the microdosing community has to say about whether or not you're supposed to feel it And a lot of people say, I mean, the the community seems actually pretty split on this. There are some very strong feelings that it's supposed to be something that you perceive, that you have like a slight tinkle in your everyday, uh, maybe a slight sparkle in your everyday. No, let's stick with tinkle. That was a good, that was a nice word choice. I I guess I meant to say twinkle anyway.
1: Little twinkle in your sprinkle.
0: Uh, and then other people say it's something that you take and forget about. You don't really notice it, but that if you do lean in a little bit more and uh, see, exam and examine the self a little bit more thoroughly, that you will see a spring in your step, so to speak.
1: Which seems which seems bizarre to me. Like, I mean, does one does does um, one sip of coffee seem like it would be enough coffee? Like, you you have enough to help you wake up. So it's like, yeah, like I I I think I think we're split on this too. I think you're more no, you shouldn't notice it, and then I'm more absolutely like I, I need to, you know, elevate the everyday to the extent that I'm I'm hyper present.
0: Yeah, I think we are split on it. Um, if you were taking antidepressants or anti anxiety medication, I don't think the idea is to feel wholly different. I think the idea is to feel more normal or maybe just a better. And it's not that you're necessarily high. It's not like when you drink coffee, like you feel this like certain burst of energy. I think the idea is to reach a better level of stasis. So I, I had a captain's log about this as well, because
1: like, again, like what the fuck is stasis? Like, what are we, what is, how do we describe and put into words like the standard being feeling? Like what is the percentage of like emotions that um, become the human baseline?
0: why i think it changes throughout your life and maybe even throughout your year week month maybe whatever. even throughout your
1: day like fuck i mean right. maybe we're maybe we're underestimating like how much human emotions are supposed to fluctuate at any given day which is again like why it was so interesting to to have this really negative experience microdosing because i was like all of a sudden i was almost too present and too aware of what i was doing and and too aware of like the magnitude of of my job
0: right yeah and i guess in regards to whether or not you should feel it I think you can always go to the um, Reddit communities yourself and see what people have to say about it. James Fadiman, he was the the first person to really do any kind of research into subdoses or microdoses. And his description of it is that it should be sub perceptual. He recommends about 10 micrograms. And other estimates say anywhere between five to twenty. And if you're saying you're doing thirty, I don't think that's even necessarily like uh, a micro dose anymore.
1: Yeah, like that that manic day that I'd had, that was I think that was thirty micrograms for me, um, and it was it was a, it was a great day. But uh, again, like as we kind of said, as time wore on, things took a little bit of a dark turn, and then we rounded that corner. So uh, let's play those clips now, because I think that's important. So this is supposed to be my synthesis log to kind of record my experience the day after having uh, microdosed. Um, And I guess what I can say about the experience was that... um uh, I definitely, I, you know, I don't know, it was nice yesterday because I was able to give myself a little bit of leeway. Um, for some reason I, I I could kind of recognize, I mean, that there was a lot of work to get done, but there wasn't a lot of urgency necessarily to do it, or at least not as I was putting on myself, so yesterday I was actually good about, you know, going outside and giving myself a break. Like, I, I live next door to a park, so... I, uh, you know, went out, I I would do a certain amount of work and then I would go take a lap around the park um, and it just, you you know, there was kind of like a buoyancy throughout the day. Uh, I was definitely more appreciative of, uh, I mean, I don't know, like the physical world, I guess, and and a lot less, um, you know, um, uh, mentally, psychologically bogged down by by what what has been a, a pretty hectic work week.
0: Day 14, I never found it particularly weird that I bring my cell phone into the shower with me, but I know that other people find that a little strange and wonder how it is that my cell phone still works. This has been about two years of me having the same cell phone and bringing it to the shower with me at least three or four times a week. Sometimes to do Duolingo, sometimes checking Instagram, and right now to do my daily captain's log. I was thinking about earlier how, um, how maybe maybe it is things are feeling better. Like maybe the microdosing is having an effect. But today and yesterday were both really wholesome days. I felt really good. And actually even a little bit the day before. Um, the, day, the day before I last dosed. And I guess, you know, I dosed yesterday. So um, I don't know. I mean, I do feel pretty good. Today was really nice. I went and got a bunch of plants and like did a bunch of errands with my girlfriend and uh, granted, I was also pretty caffeinated today. It was still just like a really nice experience, but I still really struggle with this balance with with balancing the idea of all of this being a placebo and there actually being a real effect. Because as soon as I start thinking like, okay, well, how do I feel? I realize that I'm like introducing a bias, and so um, I, I, I'm. It's so. I feel like it's very classical me. I'm just like, oh, well, how do I feel about this? Well, I can't actually even know how I feel. Um, and it's frustrating, so I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be coming out of this having any idea at all about how I feel um, or about the efficacy of microdosing for its stated claims. But I feel OK right now. Maybe that's just because I've been thinking about it more. Um, I also had a couple days where I felt really bad, maybe, but maybe this is just, it's finally working, you know? Um, so I don't know, I feel like I could I could pick uh, an argument and justify it with s- some evidence, um, you know, basically at random at this point. So I'm not sure if there's any point to, to really trying, but I keep doing it and see how it goes. So yeah, we were definitely singing a different tune these last couple of days. And yeah, I think sure. what's in, what's important, what they describe, is that it's not just the days you dose in microdosing that's supposed to have an effect. It's also the subsequent days, the day afterwards you're still supposed to feel it, and even a little bit the the third day. And um, in case we haven't been super clear about this, it's supposed to be every three, or some people say every four days that you take these, these doses. Um, so I think that I was beginning to feel generally a little bit better every day and it's i really struggle with this idea of attributing all of this good feeling specifically to the drug itself because it feels to me so inherently entangled with the idea of the placebo effect that i can't say with any confidence it's it's crippling how little confidence i have in decide, deciding how i feel about this but i can't say with any confidence that it's definitely the effect of the microdosing or maybe i'm just paying more attention to my mood and therefore when i feel better I notice it more.
1: Before I follow up with that, um, when you say in the shower, do you mean like inside the shower, like water's getting on it or is like, it's on, cause like, you know, I, I like, I have my phone in the bathroom when I shower, but like, do you mean like in the shower?
0: So I wrap it in the towel <laughs> 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 and yeah, it gets like pretty wet, but it's okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I stand with my back to the water and then I just text and I make sure that it doesn't get wet. And if it starts to get like a little bit of like a little, a few water droplets on it, I'll dry it off and then we're good.
1: Okay. All right. Um, moving on. so yeah you know and it's it's interesting that you say that because again like i i almost want to push back on your own stance that like you shouldn't feel it at all because it's like you know when you exercise um like that next day when you've targeted those muscles and you've had a good workout like there's you feel sore there which is kind of like for me what that synthesis day is supposed to be about you're supposed to be able to reflect on Maybe those like PowerPoints and, and be like, okay, like I- I'm really feeling the effects on X, Y, and Z. So I know that these are the things that I can focus on. Like, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that you're, you you want to push back on my idea. Oh, <laughs> look at look how new that is for Ian. But yeah, I don't know if it's a fair comparison to say that. Microdosing is like working out. No one ever said that working out should be subperceptual.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, that's fair. You you absolutely win that round. That was a very good point. <laughs> Bro, what are you doing, man? You just lost weights. Bro, if you're not careful, you're gonna feel that. Why do you think we run at that corner?
0: Well, I definitely took a lower dose. And I I think that really helped this. This comes down to the the heart of my frustration regarding this, because I'm not sure if me just thinking I'm going to feel better makes me feel better. I think it's also called the observer expectancy bias. It's somehow related, but somehow different from the placebo effect. But I think it's that um, if you as an observer, if you're expecting some result, you're more likely to find it. It's also like the Bader-Meinhof effect, right? Like if you buy a Honda Civic, all of a sudden you're going to see Honda Civics everywhere. If I am looking for good moods, if I'm convinced I'm going to have like a a good feeling, then like I'm going to start looking for things that confirm that bias. It's confirmation bias, right? Like this is exactly what I feel like we're trying to fight and like the premise of our entire podcast. But I feel like it's inescapable. In this because we're not a control there is no control and it's completely subjective so it it haunts me you know like I just feel like it's inescapably entangled in what we're doing
1: and I had a captain's log about this about my suspicion of doing um, too little to the extent that you don't feel it necessarily that it's not about uh, actually experiencing any kind of uh, like mood change or mind change but it's just like the thrill of kind of being like a little rebellious, um, in a life that you're, you might be dissatisfied with that you feel like, Oh, I'll, I'll micro-dose. Like I'll be this, uh, this fucking edgy work guy and, uh, I'll be low dose, uh, tripping balls and no one will know. But like, really it's like, you know, you're, you're taking such a small amount. It's not, uh, it doesn't have any it just gets absorbed by the body. And then you're just more pumped up on the fact that you've done something, you know, uh, sketchy or dangerous or unique. Right.
0: I, I think one thing I want to just clarify kind of for the record is you and I, we talked about this briefly in the first episode. And I remember hearing almost in passing this idea of uh, a prep day, a dose day and a like integration day. And you have your own name for it. Uh, what, what is it? I, I do. Synthesis.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh um thesis antithesis and then synthesis where like synthesis so like the thesis was like i think the day is going to be like this and then antithesis or antithesis was um holy shit the day is actually like this because i'm i'm tripping fucking balls and then synthesis was like all right here's what i thought was going to happen here's what actually happened you know here's what i can take away from the experience
0: this whole idea i know that this is all kind of borrowed from macro dosing and i can't remember now if this was also based in microdosing or not um I do know that there's a three-day cycle but I don't know if it's necessarily supposed to be um planning and then integrating um kind of sandwiching the actual dose day itself though I do know that you are supposed to record your feelings um your mood and feelings the day before and the day of you know I just I kind of want to believe that it's a thing
1: because otherwise like why do it you know, like why? Why take a, a a class A drug if you're if not to look at your fucking life? Like look at what you're fucking doing with your life.
0: Yeah, I think it's grade A USDA choice drug. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're
1: getting into beef now, but uh you know, okay. <laughs> I just I don't I don't know enough, so I'm not gonna push back on that one. I'm gonna let you have this one.
0: <laughs> USD grade a lasurgic acid. So we're 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 kinda getting into um or at least we we were just a moment ago kind of getting into our big smart boy questions and that is mine is whether or not it's a placebo, and I'm really struggling a lot with this idea. Um I think we'll probably have a lot more to talk about it as well in the final episode. Um, But I before I think we've already talked about mine enough. So I guess before we we um, go to an ad, I do want to hear kind of how you're feeling about your question of um, psychedelics in its kind of spiritual aspect. I'm not psychedelics. I'm sorry. How microdosing ties in to this kind of spiritual aspect and maybe just transcendental experiences and maslow's hierarchy you had so much packed into your big smart boy question this camp i don't know why you do this to yourself
1: so you want to hear about this now or do you want to hear about this after the commercial break
0: no let's hear about it now you don't get a break <laughs> holy, holy shit <laughs> on, on the spot and what do you got all right so yeah so i fucking i thought a lot about like
1: self-actualization and um i mean it, it just whether or not it's even like an attainable goal and i started doing research on it and um I feel like there's a lot of things I'm I'm pretty close to. I I felt like there were a lot of things that kind of like applied to me. So I thought that we could kind of have a competition uh, and see which one of us is uh, closer to self-actualization based on my research. What do you think? Sounds great, Ian. Can't wait. Okay. So um, number one, a more efficient perception of reality. Who, Who do you think has a more efficient perception of reality, you or me? What
0: the fuck does that even mean? Uh, if you don't know,
1: that's one for me. Okay, moving okay. on. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think no, that's a fair question. Like, uh, because because that one kind of stopped me in my tracks. Like, do you think? I mean, that's kind of what we're trying to do with this whole fucking show. Like, do you think we have an efficient perception of reality? I just like is efficiency the goal? I feel like accuracy <laughs> should be the goal, right? Well, I think that's what he means. I think he just, you know, said it in a fucking weird way. But um Well, that's
0: why I'm so fucking confused. Well, I guess I guess efficient is a
1: like so efficient is a way for you to like move through the world and like be successful. Like, um, it's not necessarily that it's like accurate, but maybe it's like navigable.
0: I feel like people can have a really efficient, like a really simplified worldview can be really efficient. Like if you live in Trump's black and white world, I'm sure it's really efficient. Everything's either terrible immigrant or good white person hold on
1: let me me just double check here real quick all right so uh i'll I'll read what it says here in this book really quickly um self-actualizing people can more easily detect phoniness in others they can discriminate between the genuine and the fake not only in people but also in literature art and music they are not fooled by facades and can see both positive and negative underlying tranks in others and are not readily apparent that are not readily apparent to most people Okay, whoops, so it's not about that. It's, uh, it's like, I guess it's in like
0: people, literature, and art. Like, would you say that you're, you rank pretty highly on that, then? I'm like the Holden Caulfield. I can spot a phony from a mile away. Uh,
1: I feel like I'm pretty good at this as well. Um, so, what, what do you say we no, got? No, that's wh- a
0: phony answer, bro. I can tell. It's <laughs> phony as shit. Got all right, you, so let's say, let's say
1: we got a one-in-one one in each column, so we're tight. Let's hear some <sighs> dings. Um, all right, so uh, we talked about this one last time, too. I think I beat you here. Peak
0: experiences. You think just because you went on the fucking mountain and you saw some goddamn clouds and shit with your wife that that's like you're, be- you're better than me, bro? Yeah, dude, I've, I own you, man. I've I've seen the mountaintop
1: and it was good. For... <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, all right. What, what would you say? Uh, give us give us one of your peak experiences. Try to top try to top my try to try to top me, bro. All
0: right, I. <laughs> In uh, in 2013, I went with my partner. Also climbed a fucking mountain. Okay, no big deal. Anyone can fucking do it. Yeah, we did.
1: We had to take a trolley because ours was too high. So uh, okay.
0: Yeah. Well, I, we fucking hiked okay. in Tierra, Tierra del Fuego okay. up to these snow-capped mountains where we were completely surrounded by snow. And this is the southern, the very southern tip of the entire. Continent of South America in a little town little city called Ushuaia. Maybe you've never heard of it
1: <laughs> Okay, I
0: haven't. <laughs> yeah, and then we like fucked in the snow Just like a little bit off the beaten trail and just like behind a giant fucking boulder All right, so let's put another one in one
1: each category.
0: Give me give me some <laughs> things off. I'm embarrassed. I said any of that.
1: All righty. Uh, okay, so um profound interpersonal relations I feel like we're both uh, this I feel like this applies to both of us I want to change my last answer. <laughs> no. <laughs> God damn it. All right. So for the next one, um profound interpersonal relations. I I feel like this applies to both of us though. Um I feel like we're both we we both have uh, a lot of really deep connections with people.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably true in different in different ways, but I think you're you're spot on about that. Yeah. All right. Discrimination between means and ends. Does that mean being able to determine what's a mean and what's an end? No, no, it's uh like
1: it, the end isn't the goal. The means are also the goal. Like the experience is just as important
0: as the accomplishment. So it's like being able to be present.
1: Not necessarily. It's like, let's say um, there's an opportunity to, uh, okay, let's say we get approached by like a um, a podcast host and they say, um, yeah, but you have to be um, the the next call her daddy podcast you know uh, i i would say that both of us would go no thank you it's like would you do something like ethically shady to accomplish a goal is that the question ethics i think it's a matter of ethics do you want me to, do you want me to read from the book again i uh no <laughs> definitely not <laughs> i i don't know man it's not boding well for you if you can't answer the question like you're you're getting dangerously close to the no ding zone
0: yeah i just feel like these are all like cryptic like White academic bullshit from like a time long past.
1: It, yeah, it's the 1950s.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. I just like, what am I supposed to like relate to what this guy fucking means between discrimination yeah. between means and ends and understand some subtlety that's like he has to like fucking explain it in a book to even tell you what it means. You know, I was gonna say I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna necessarily give myself this one too.
1: I think there there are plenty of times I've overlooked the uh, the mean just to get to the end.
0: Sure. Yeah, you don't get the point. I'll take that one. We'll just- <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Uh, so there's just there's just like three more of these. Okay. So like a philosophical sense of humor.
0: Uh yeah, check please. <laughs> okay, that, that one's that. that one's easy, right? Resistance to enculturation. Does that what does that mean?
1: Uh, it's basically like, um, you know, are you gonna just get like the nine to five job and like, um, you know, there's two parties, Democrats and Republicans, and I'm always voting for this one, it, or, or is like you, you kind of like seek out nuance, uh, it, you know, values and experiences are more important f- for you than like the the values held by like a society at large.
0: So it's like the ability to resist social influence. Sure. Is that what it is? Or, like the de- or is it the desire? Why are you like this? I just don't understand. <laughs> like, what the hell are you like? What is it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to be like, oh, how do you feel about this? I'd be like, what the fuck is this weird old guy right. talking about?
1: You're getting, you're getting the book! You are getting oh. the book, okay? All right. Self-actualizing people have a sense of detachment from their surroundings and are able to transcend a particular culture. They do not waste energy fighting against insignificant customs and regulations of society.
0: Does that make sense? that does make a little more sense so it's just yeah so <laughs> like the ability i mean i feel like that's the ability to resist the social pressure of people telling you to act a certain way and be a certain way
1: yeah that's what it is it's like you know like um do you uh it's it's like the american dream i guess is kind of how i see it like um the idea that you're supposed to go to school or go to college get a house get a job uh you know have kids have a dog white picket fence like all that shit or, or the ability to kind of be like this seems suspect and weird and i don't like it
0: okay yeah i'll take that point thanks
1: Okay, yeah, me too. All right, so I, I, I don't know if we're tied. And then the last one, I'm going to mispronounce this. Gemeinschaftsvigről, which is oh, a, a yeah, sense dang, of, I don't know, maybe. what the, I, I assumed it was Swedish, but it just means a sense of oneness with all humanity.
0: Yeah, I got that. I got that in spades, bro. So, <laughs> look, looks like I win. I win this one. Play the Play the I win music. Alright,
1: uh, yeah, so that's, those are just, those are just some, uh, some things that we can work on toward, uh, our goal to self-actualize.
0: Okay, now what does this have to do with microdosing?
1: Um, these are the things that I thought about while microdosing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs>
0: Alright, so, uh, so what about you, man? Placebo, yes or no? Uh, well, I don't, I don't, I think we'll have to just wait until the final episode to let that cat out of the bag.
1: All righty. Uh, so I think before we, uh, we wrap this bad boy up, let's go ahead and, uh, hear from our sponsors. You've heard the podcast. I'm so fucking good. Well, I guess, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you shared the laughs. <laughs> But this summer, get ready to experience camp re-education like you never have before. Drunk and alone on a park bench.
0: It's been a while since your daughter called. You did really dig into those pretty racist convictions at Connor's Baby Shower. Do you think they'll ever let you see the grandkids again? Maybe your ex-wife was right. Maybe that's why you're drunk on this park bench behind the Cheesecake Factory. Maybe this is all you were ever meant to be. I wonder what the boys from Camp education are up to right now. Camp Re-Education, because it's always a good
1: time to listen. New episodes every Wednesday at 4 a.m. Because ever since Marsha
0: left, you're just not sleeping like you used to. Hello and welcome, my fellow campers. It is I, your favorite host, Shay, bringing us back in from the wonderful advertisement you just heard. Now, don't forget, just because we're back in the show doesn't mean you shouldn't buy that sponsor's product or subscribe to our Patreon. We're doing this for free for you. So, like, maybe don't make us do it for free for you and give us your goddamn money. All right. So we are going to start with a brand new section that we are calling... uh, still on we don't have a name for it yet uh, but uh, the idea is it's uh the whole idea of this next bit is like things we've learned so far or like maybe like if we've changed our mind from like the camp and uh so hey you listeners on on twitter and instagram uh, if you've got like a name suggestion for this some names we've been thinking of are uh it's our time weekly dissonance discussion or how how brain, how you feeling? <laughs> how brain, how you feeling? Is that how you meant to- be, Hey brain, how you feeling? <laughs> uh, okay, well you wrote how. Uh, no brain, don't think that. Uh, what the beep were we thinking? Uh, those fucking idiots, and I think, I guess referring to our past selves, and then, uh, just simply, weekly re-education. So uh those are what we got so far. If you want to suggest something else, um we'll probably read it and ignore it and come up with our own thing anyway. I, I don't know. So so far I'm leaning toward no brain, don't think that. <laughs> you sure you don't like how brain, how you feel. <laughs> how brain, how feel. How brain, how feel. How
1: brain, how feel. All right, I guess the uh, section named itself.
0: <laughs> so uh, so <laughs> Uh, the idea of this section is just to kind of see if if we've changed our mind about anything so far, and if so, what those things are. Um, and I think we both, we've already talked about a couple of these things already, but I think the biggest thing we've felt so far was, the biggest change so far, was that uh, we were expecting this to be a fucking blast. We were expecting to be joking and laughing the entire time and just basically doing drugs on our work days, but like having that be okay somehow.
1: Yeah, I, I I, don't know I don't know why the thought didn't occur to me sooner, but it's like, uh, it would be like if we shotgunned like four beers before starting work
0: and then expecting the workday to, to go well. Obviously, to no one's surprise, it didn't go well. <laughs> and we <laughs> seem to both realize that at approximately the same time.
1: In accordance with Shay, absolutely. I think that um, we were way off base on this one. Like if I, just going back and like listening to the sheer exuberance that we felt, um, to I don't know midway through week two like uh, night and day difference I, uh, I don't know I do think maybe we're coming around but ultimately yeah we're, we've kind of come to the conclusion that like dosage matters and um, uh, it's, it's weird because I, uh, considering how adamant I was that you should be feeling it to, to an extent like you should be looking for that sweet spot I think my best days have been my lowest doses
0: yeah same for sure. Um, the last dose that I did was my favorite and that was 7.5 micrograms which is probably where I intend on staying for the rest of the camp and with that dose I did not take caffeine. I did drink a matcha turmeric green tea because I felt like that somehow is like shamanistic enough to <laughs> pair well with the LSD. So
1: How pretentious of you, wow.
0: <laughs> Thank you, I try. And I do feel like with that with that combination, uh, I was able to be energized enough to be productive, whatever that means in my line of work, but also <laughs> not have my heart beat out of its fucking chest and make me want to scream and tear my clothes off and run out of the room.
1: Yeah, I think I have a... Maybe had a philosophically positive experience in terms of like my relationship with not necessarily my coworkers, but I guess we would call them clients. But just like the the people that I work with, and the idea that you know even if um, you're doing something you don't necessarily enjoy, like it is an opportunity to have relationships with people, um, however uh, contractual they
0: may be. Yeah, it's fun that you get to talk to people because uh, I have my I don't have any like coworkers that I deal with consistently. I have my boss who I only email. And, um, I, you know, so I, I think if I were working in a situation where I'd have the same coworkers and colleagues every day, I could maybe find some like deeper connection maybe through this. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't have that luxury Ian.
1: Sorry, to have rubbed it in your face, but um, you know, speaking of just about, about the uh, the workday in general, one thing that we talked about was that we were kind of hoping that um, one thing we were looking we were not looking forward to was like, oh, I, I can't wait to experience, um, you know, a day that uh, I, I'm super present for, where it's like the whole day I'm there for. And you actually said you'd read an article that was really interesting, kind of talking about like um one of the few things that people were able to do accurately with microdosing was uh, measuring time. And I I just thought that was super interesting. And I I would love for you to kind of, uh, you know, walk us through that now.
0: Well, yeah. So there was just this article that came out last year in Scientific American. And it was, I guess, the first placebo-controlled microdosing test for LSD that was done, I'm pretty sure, in the United States. And uh, they actually did find some statistical differences in, a f- in one key behavior between microdosing and the control group. And that was the passage of time was reported as more accurate by those who were microdosing. I guess uh, the human brain has a tendency to underestimate the amount of time that actually passes for reasons that aren't totally clear to us. But for some reason, it does seem that people on microdosing have a more accurate representation of the passage of time, which does kind of feel accurate when I r- look back on the days that I have been microdosing at work. The days feel longer, which almost make them slightly less bearable. When, when I can feel every second passing on my, on my work day, when I really just wanna be outside, when I'm doing something I don't really wanna be doing, it's almost prolonging the torture. Did you feel that?
1: A hundred percent. And uh, something else that you said that uh, really interested me was like, what did you have said? It was the preferable for like the human mind to not at, like to to rush time to make things shorter, which I just thought was was so interesting.
0: Yeah, it's 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 absurd and it's it's crazy. And I, it's interesting to know that they don't know why that is yet. Uh, I'm sure in a in a follow-up episode well it was it uh, was really
1: funny too because i mean i know that we were excited about like you know being hyper present and then it turns out that that's actually like kind of a nightmare thing to do uh if especially if you're going to be in an office
0: yeah absolutely yeah it's like the torture that i was describing (laughs) it's just like just there you are just staring at the fucking screen all day long god what a nightmare So we also came across one article that I thought was pretty interesting and that kind of shook my whole understanding of the popularity of microdosing. And that was uh, an article from the Daily Beast about a year ago where they traced the origins. And it might be more than a year ago, actually, the article came out. But they traced the origins of the microdosing movement in Silicon Valley. Many of you may remember that microdosing reached uh, some kind of mass popularity in the last uh, three or four years where several where several publications where were all simultaneously posting articles about microdosing. But well, this one article from the Daily Beast tries to find out where the origins really came from and if as many people are doing it as was claimed by all these other publications. And it, it looks like it may have not been as big of a deal as many of the publications were implying or explicitly saying, and that this, the whole trend of microdosing may have been a media construction itself, which I thought was super fucking fascinating that someone just like, hey, people in Silicon Valley are doing this and everyone's like, wait, what? And then all, everyone covered it. Where there is not that much evidence to suggest that it was a huge thing before all of the news articles started covering it, and it seems like it's still growing now. And a lot of the publications quoted that the Reddit sub community microdosing only had about fifty thousand uh, s- subscribers or followers or dosers. I don't know what they fucking call themselves on there, but now it's uh, well over a hundred thousand. So it's interesting that since this com- came out almost a year ago, the community has doubled on Reddit.
1: And I think it speaks volumes to the fact that even we, even we kind of bought into this. And after two weeks of doing it, our, our uh, one of the questions I kept asking in my captain's log is like, who the fuck is doing this? Right. Um, and really, like, what kind of jobs would be, um, you know, uh, amenable to this? Like, what what career path um, matches well, works well with, with microdosing every third day?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, uh, James James Fadiman in his book, or uh, he actually quotes someone else, uh, another story from uh, someone who had been one of the early adopters of microdosing, or had kind of been doing it on his own before it was a thing. And uh, he was a, a, f- an, a film editor. He was a documentarian. And that actually seems fucking awesome to be like low grade tripping and editing, just looking through. And he was doing a historical documentary where he was just looking through old historical, honest, assumedly black and white footage and just creating a narrative out of that, which seems fucking awesome and like really creative. And I think that absolutely lends itself to a microdosing experience.
1: And, and I will say too, I think that like when we were taking our pictures for the website and, uh, you know, I had a couple of creative meetings during the week. Like I do feel like I uh, contributed well and had a lot of ideas Like and, and I enjoyed that. But just like in terms of going through like rote tasks, not conducive at all. Um, I mean, like, would you, I, would you want your nurse to be like microdosing as <laughs> she, uh, you know, stuck an IV in your arm? You know, actually, maybe I would. I don't think I said that. I was like, actually, yeah. She's like, wow, wow. I'm like, I'm one with you. I can find this vein. No problem.
0: Yeah. I feel like she might be even a little bit more empathetic with, with you as a patient. She might see you more as an individual because I do know that in the medical community, it's easy just to like treat every person as like the next client and- or patient.
1: I can totally confer with that I had that same experience myself alright so I think now is as good a time as ever to go ahead and wrap it up for the week um, as you guys can clearly hear Shay and I have had a fucking whirlwind of uh, a, a past couple of weeks in terms of having our expectations uh, readily hockey checked um, and uh, we're still kind of on the fence, I think, in terms of uh, how we feel about microdosing as a whole. Stay tuned next week. We've got some great interviews for you guys. We were able to speak to a psychiatrist about the effects of this stuff on the brain, and uh, we were able to snag a couple other interesting people to speak with as well. Um, Shay, is there anything else you would like to say to the lovely people before we go?
0: You, like, took all the good things to say, Ian. There's nothing left. That's pretty much the the me on the podcast, baby, and the star of the always- show. Do this to me. God. I want these all to be beeped. So uh and if we don't beep it now, then that's also funny, but for like a different reason. Do you get it?
1: No. Anyway.
0: No, I gotta say goodbye. Okay. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. To hear the Captain's Logs in their entirety, become a monthly supporter and join our Patreon, where you'll also get tons of other fun goodies.
1: Theme song written by Retrolux. Here at Camp, we love supporting music and the people who make it. If you want your music featured on Camp Reeducation, education please go to our website to learn more. Stay tuned for next week's episode, where we've got some super interesting interviews for you guys that we think you're really going to like.
0: Next time on Camp Reeducation. It's no nonsense bullshit. I think you should just consider what he has to say. I think you should
1: consider throwing my legs over my shoulders and eating my ass.